Hey everybody, Zach here. Just wanna give a quick thank you and shout out to Element 451 for making today's conversation possible. I've been talking with several several of you um, about their new product packs and just wanna reiterate how much of a game changer I think that this is for the higher ed CRM space. So you know that moment after you've finally gone through the whole RFP process, you've done you know training and onboarding with the CRM vendor that you selected and then you know, you're in the CRM and you realize, oh my gosh, there's just so much work to do to get up and running, right? Like we've got to build out our conflows, we've got to build out our landing pages, et cetera. Well, with PAX by Element 451, this headache goes away because what PAX is, is it's essentially pre-packaged content, right? Pre-built content, designs, and automations. So you're actually able to do in minutes what would normally take your enrollment management team or your marketing team or your IT team weeks to do. No code needed, no writers, you know, no wasted time. Each pack is designed with a very specific goal in mind. So for example, you could install the senior search pack and in minutes, you'll have five personalized emails that are totally branded to your school, your audience segments, um, and a whole marketing automation workflow that will make the campaign run effortlessly. So in a fraction of the time that it usually takes, you'll be well on your way to achieving your enrollment goals. We all know that uh, time is everything, especially these days. So what's super cool about Element 451 is that they're, you know, they're finally a higher ed CRM that actually comes with content, guys. Like, this is game changing. Uh, anyways, learn more at element451.com forward slash enrollify. Again, that's element451.com forward slash enrollify. And if you'd like a personal introduction to the team there, um, I, I know artists um, and they are uh, just a fantastic group of people and I'd be wel I'd, I'd welcome any opportunity I can to introduce you or your team to their customer success team. So feel free to reach out to me directly at Zach, Z-A-C-H at enrollify.org if you'd like me to make that introduction or even give you a sneak peek behind the scenes look at how the product works. All right, everyone, thanks so much for your time and thank you Element for making today's conversation possible. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Fanatical Fridays, a weekly podcast where I sit down with Mickey Baines, a principal at Kennedy & Company, which is a higher education consulting firm, to discuss the traits, the strategies, and the tactics that separate the best enrollment management teams from the rest of the pack. I'm Zach Cruz, founder here at Enrollify. Enjoy the show. So I'm back from my vacation. Thanks, uh, Mickey, for for uh, filling in. And I, I guess we should really be thanking Jamie because Jamie uh, stepped in at my place <laughs> when I was out a couple weeks ago. And then we took last week off because of the fourth and no one was paying attention to emails, let alone podcasts. So we decided to bump last week's uh, episode to, to this week. So what are we talking about today, Mickey? Video. Video. Video, video, video. And an audio podcast, we're going to talk about video. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, maybe we should have done. Maybe we should have actually done a video uh, recording for this for this show. But, but alas, we did not think ahead. Um, this is a very important. The topic. irony just hit me, Zach. The irony just hit me. I can always count on you for that, Mickey. You're you're always good. You're always you're always right on the money there. Um, where are you? You just got back from a nice trip, and you're about to head out on another trip. You are going to yes. go explore. Where are you going to explore? 
Well, we just returned from a week in South Carolina and a week in North Carolina and home for a week and a half. And then we're going to, um, we're headed, we're going to start in New York, uh, up to Niagara, um, not crossing the border since it's not yet open, unfortunately, but, uh, we're going to, we're going to see all five great lakes. So we're, we're great laking it. I don't know great if there is a term. It. I like it. Yeah. Let's, I don't know if there's another term for it. it um, yeah. yeah, but we're going to see all five. I'm super excited. Um, I don't, I don't think that's something many people do in a single trip. So, um, so but I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, I've, you know, I've, I've not spent vacations, uh, anywhere other than Niagara before my children have not seen any of it. So, um, we are really excited to get out and, and go see the lakes and, and experience them and, and see a lot of Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. That's... And on the way back, we stopped for a night, uh, in Cleveland and we'll go see the home where a Christmas story was filmed. Ah. So, yeah. Wow. It's that a family like... tradition. We watch that every Christmas Eve. So okay. um, everybody's super excited um, to stop there and see that house. Well, that's exciting. You'll have to uh, take some video of it for us. Video. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, wait, a great segue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try. So we wanted to put this summer session episode together because it's something that, you know, we both, Mickey and I both hear a lot of folks uh, continuing to ask questions about people. I, I think it's safe to say we're at a moment where everyone knows that video is important and everyone understands that video needs to be a part of their marketing and admissions strategies. And yet there's still, right, this like friction that exists between like the knowledge that it's important and the actual execution of it, right? Or the actual investment in it. Would you say that that's a fair categorization, Mickey, around like the current state of higher ed's uh, perception towards the use of video in communications? I think so. I think it's just an intimidating uh, medium with this perception of uh, we don't have the money to do this or the staff with the ideas and know-how to execute on a cheap budget. Um, or, and I, and I have seen it done um, really poorly, um, trying to, where mm. schools are trying to do it on a cheap budget, uh, especially, and I, don't, and I can't say especially poorly done during the pandemic, but I know a lot of people wanted to add more of that during that. And, and I know there are a lot of uh, uh, little point tech companies out there that, um, we're able to make some quick cash signing up folks for, um, you know, virtual tour type stuff. And, and some of that's great. Um, some of it I think was, is mediocre, but I mean, the price was probably, you know, connected to the fact that it was mediocre, but it, it helped us get through that period of time. But, uh, but I think, you know, one of the things I reason, one of the reasons I think this is an important topic now is, you know, we are getting back to the face to face side of it. Um, a lot of schools have spent a lot of time over the past year and a half thinking about video because of what was happening. I don't want us to lose any momentum. I want us to think about how we can better position video in our efforts um, to to enhance the face-to-face -face portion of what we do. Yeah. And just to piggyback on that too, right? Video is, is something that I, th I still think is perceived as this like luxury. Like we might, people might, uh, agree that it's an important part of the marketing mix. It's an important part of the communications mix, but it's still sort of perceived as this, as this like nice to have. And 
what we're hopefully going to convince you all of today is that it's a must have. Now, again, the kind of video, right? And the spend and the strategies that are coupled with the promotion of this video, that, that can vary dramatically depending on your budget. And we're going to give you guys some roadmaps uh, that you can follow based off of sort of like what category uh, you currently fall into given your current resources. Um, and But my hope for this particular segment is that folks walk away with a solid understanding that Everyone needs to be doing something with video. It's not something that's like ancillary to marketing communications today, especially when it comes to recruiting Gen Z. It's it's a must-have. And just for you know, a quick little stat here to kind of back up this this bold statement: in 2020, right alone, as people were just at home more, video consumption obviously skyrocketed. But looking out over the last three years, Snapchat did this really interesting study. They partnered uh, with. Um, with Nielsen, I think for this, for this study, we'll link it in the show notes. So you can go ahead and and click on over to it and and check it out for yourself. But over half of Gen Z and millennials, uh, say that they watch more than an hour's worth of video on social media apps alone each day, right? So this isn't like Netflix streaming. This isn't like, you know, watching Hulu on your laptop. This is actually watching video content on Instagram, on Snapchat, on Facebook. And I actually think that that's a relatively, you know, that's the average. I think most people spend in that generation uh, uh, cohort spend even more time than that consuming video on, on social content. So all that is to say is that no matter what your budget is, you've got to be incorporating video into the mix somehow simply because it's the it's the primary channel. It's the primary way in which Gen Z consumes information, right? And so if we're not creating content in a video format, and if there's no, if there's no video component to our enrollment marketing game plan, we're really missing out on an opportunity to tell people, tell a generation what it is that we want to communicate to them about our UVPs, about how to think about working our way through the admissions process, et cetera. So what Mickey and I are going to do for you all today is work through, again, a few different roadmaps, a few different potential pathways that you could follow based off of where uh, the kind of resources that you are able to allocate to video, to marketing, to your communication strategies in general. Anything else, Mickey, that you want to add before we before I sort of like dive into these these three different roadmaps? No, I, I, only an internal note for, for you, because as we're talking, I'm realizing, you know, uh, I don't know, what year is this? When I first started consulting many years ago, I can't even remember when or how long that is at this point. But, you know, I came in with a much deeper and richer focus on non-traditional students, online students, graduate program students, um, th- those types of programs. And as I go back and, and listen to, to you um, intro this topic and look at some of my notes I prepared, I realized I spent a lot of time focusing on undergraduate, traditional undergraduate students. And, uh, and I'm going to try to ensure that I'm adding additional context or ideas um, because I know we're sharing a lot of ideas on, on what to do with video yeah. um, for those former programs I just mentioned. So I want to be sure that we hold each other accountable, that we're trying to hit all these populations because I know a lot of our listeners aren't just for a particular population. Yep. Um, or or maybe for a population other than just traditional. They're, they might cover multiple populations or or maybe only non-traditional students. And I'll be sure that we have that in mind as well because um, video, I think, is important. 
especially important for traditional undergraduate programs where you are reaching out to thousands of students with a very short staff um, that are all over the place geographically, but online programs are really the same. Uh, where you know non-traditional students, some schools may be a little bit more regional, and so it's a little different. But uh, I want us to keep all of that in mind. Love it. Nope, that makes a ton of sense, and is a super helpful reminder. And you know, I I would also say that this particular study that I just referenced from Snapchat uh, it was looking at Gen Z and millennials collectively. And like as a you know reminder, millennials go all the way up to folks that are thirty nine right now, right? And so. We're, we're talking about a, a general, uh, a, a pretty sort of like general spread here of prospective students, not just sort of our traditional 17 year olds right now. We're also talking about folks that are in the, in their 30s, right, which is a core demographic that graduate programs are going to be going after. Um, and so anyways, keep that in mind as well, even though those even the older millennials might not definitely don't sort of behave in the same way uh, that 17 year olds do with their content consumption. Like most of them are not regularly on TikTok. It's still important to think about them as like a core audience that does rely on video as a way to learn, a way to consume information. So with that said, let's dive into a few different roadmaps that you could take based off of sort of your budget. So what we wanted to do here is, you know, we we recognize first and foremost, too, that when people think about video, right, when, when folks think about like, oh, my gosh, we've got to incorporate video into our marketing communication strategy, we typically default to thinking about video as expensive, right? Like that's sort of the, the connotation that it has or video as a lot of work, right? Um, and that's one of the reasons that Mickey, that you pointed out that folks, right, don't do it a little bit more regularly is because it's, it's intimidating. It's scary. Um, and yet, right. Video doesn't need to be this huge expense. Now I would argue that if you're going to spend the time and resources to make a brand video, or if, or if you're responsible, let's just say for recruiting for one program at the grad level, right. Do that, right. Spend the money spend the time to create an awesome sort of brand overview, couple minute video here. Um, but right, what we want to do first and foremost is talk about how, how do you go about including video in your marketing and communication strategy if you've got no budget for it, right? Or if you've got like a couple hundred bucks, a few hundred bucks. And the cool thing about video is it's come such a long way and the tools and resources out there to leverage video for communications have also come a long way. So this is what we're going to walk through right now is three different ideas for video marketing for any budget. And again, all of these ideas cost less than a few hundred dollars. Okay. So idea number one is what we call video admissions nurturing. And the tool that we would recommend you use for this is something like a good kind. If you're not familiar with good kind, uh, you should be, they have a really powerful tool. It's incredibly affordable and it basically helps you do one-to-one, -one, uh, video communications in a very streamlined, um, uh, uh, you know, nurturing sequence focused way. Um, so essentially what this is, is think about your Comflow, right? Think about your post inquiry Comflow, or even, you know, think about your search campaigns and the emails that are, that you would typically, the first, let's say five to six emails that you would include in that search campaign. And what would it look like to transform those communications into video format, right? What would it look like to replace that, you know, two to three paragraphs worth of text with, uh, you know, 30 to 45 second, maybe a couple minute video of an admissions counselor or a student, maybe a faculty member, maybe the, the director of admissions, briefly talking about whatever it is that the, whatever context you include typically include in those first communications, but right in video format, you really can do this from your iPhone. 
and good kinds technology enables it enables you to like make that video look especially powerful, especially engaging. It includes calls to action, right? So folks can click from that actual video to go sign up, talk to a counselor, to go start their application, whatever might, whatever might make most sense. And you're going to invest a few hundred dollars a year. Okay. So in, in my opinion, especially for folks, right. Who like, if you've got a sophisticated, uh, marketing automation platform or a CRM that really helps with like lead scoring and helps you understand who are your most qualified prospects, right? Who, who in your pipeline is really worth following up with at the very least design some sort of admission video admissions, nurturing workflow, uh, for that particular audience, for that special audience. And again, you'll spend a few at most a few hundred dollars a year for the actual software. Um, and you know, you then obviously have to have to create the content, but think about it in the same way that you've spent time, your, your team spends time writing these emails. Just think about, just think about that time spent, but done in a video format. Again, I know it's a little bit intimidating. It's a little bit different, but apples to apples, right? It's not a dramatic difference in terms of time spent. It just will require people to be, you know, a little bit more comfortable talking to a camera, which, you know, not everyone is, but I think more and more people, especially today, um, are, are becoming more comfortable with it. And another thing to think about that, that just came to my mind, Mickey, is that, you know, in higher ed, like when you talk to admissions counselors and you talk to higher ed marketers, a lot of people are in higher ed because they love engaging with students. Like they, they're excited about like communicating a school's unique value prop to, to, uh, prospective students. And so think about video as sort of like the next best thing to that in-person experience, that in-person conversation. Um, and so how do you, how do you replicate that as close as possible? You, you do that through video, not, not through sort of like static email. So that's idea number one for video marketing with any budget. Idea number two is what we call asynchronous Q&As. So there are a plethora of tools out there that allow you to do asynchronous kind of video recordings. And what we mean by that is video video recordings that are meant to be you know consumed at a time and at a place that the user decides to consume that video content, right? So this isn't like live streaming, but this could be using a tool like Loom. Again, you can get this for like 10 bucks a month. There's a free version as well. And walk through, take your sort of like, you know, uh, your this a slide deck that you would normally give at a recruitment event or uh take sort of the the five questions that you would typically answer during a, a call with a prospective student and work that into a very simple slide deck record your screen record your face you know walking through that slide deck in a very short you know three four minutes top sort of um uh experience and then use that right include that video uh, in a follow-up communication after somebody inquires about your a particular program or use that as part of the uh, email uh, confirmation, right? The, another, another conversion opportunity in an email confirmation after somebody signs up for a recruitment event, whatever it might be. Using asynchronous content is uh, as a part, asynchronous video content as a part of your communication strategy is working really, really, really well right now. And it's a lot easier than you think, right? It's basically, again, the next best thing to be able to walk somebody through a deck or walk somebody through your website, uh, in person, right. Or on a call, you can now do that at scale with tools like loom. And then finally video marketing for any budget. Um, there's a, there are a couple other, uh, agencies that are kind of doing this really well right now, but DD agency, um, who's an enrollify partner 
they have a studio called DD Studio, and one of the things that they do really well is that they've got this video marketing campaign in a box service where they take your existing video content. And most of you listening probably have something, right? You guys, you probably have some sort of raw video content, um, but a lot, oftentimes, right, that, that content is, you know, maybe three, five, six minutes long. Maybe it's a one and a half minute student testimonial, and it's great, you have it, and maybe it lives on a landing page, but you're not really using it for marketing or, or communications purposes. So what this particular campaign in a box service is, is it basically takes your existing content and chops it up into 10 second, 15 second, you know, 20 second segments um, so that you can use those assets across your social campaigns. So you can use those assets on Instagram, you can use those assets assets on uh, Snapchat. You could use those assets as sort of the hero banner for an event marketing uh, campaign that you might be running, et cetera. And again, all of that is very, very affordable because it's taking your existing content and repurposing it for the purpose of having creative um, that you can use in your digital ad campaigns. So again, these three ideas, they're simple, but they're you know next to free. Some of them have free versions as well. And in my opinion, these are like must-dos. No matter your situation, no matter your context, right? They're, these are all low friction opportunities to incorporate dynamic content into your communication strategies that is attractive to next generations. So I'll pause there, Mickey. Any other comments on just like, for folks who have little to no budget with video, any other ideas or, or comments on how they could go about implementing this content type into their marketing mix? Well, I think my comments are more um, uh, how, how we take that and add it to, or use it in more through the funnel in, in terms of recruitment purposes. Yeah. Um, and I, you talked a little bit about uh, technology uh, and how that's working, you know, where I, my viewpoint a lot of times is, well, you know, being sure that the content that you have for marketing, that you have your recruitment team uh, trained to understand when that content is, is, especially if it's being delivered to the student, not, not the social post, but uh, they should be aware of the social post. But if you're delivering content to a student that they, um, A, know how to understand that, hmm. um, and can see and can see that within the within your CRM, you know that something was delivered to that student, and how they use that particular type of content in their engagement with someone. So that if it's you know through your student calls, uh, or admission calls, or follow up emails, you know how you can reference that material to ensure that it gives them more opportunities to engage upon it. Uh, I think that's that's a critical piece. Um, and, and so that's really where, where my head is, but I'll let you jump back in and then I'll, I'll pivot back to that. Awesome. Yeah, no, really, really important, important, uh, points there. Um, so let's talk about, so we, that's video marketing for any budget. Most of you, I shouldn't even say that. Uh, some of you will have some amount of budget that you can allocate to video. And maybe this is a, a slice out of your overall marketing uh, pie. Maybe this is some sort of some funds that are specifically designated for creative uh, projects, right? And the in investment in sort of student storytelling through video, whatever it might be. So let's say for those of you who have like 50, roughly 15 to 25K in any given uh, year to spend on video, how do you think, how should you think about video marketing? Here are some ideas uh, that, that I'd highly recommend. One, you do want to invest in some sort of high quality, you know, kick-ass, 
program or brand overview video that's about two to three minutes long, right? So find those stories, uh, you know, do sort of the whole like vignette sort of approach to video, which is, you know, showing eight seconds of a student story here woven into 10 seconds of a faculty, you know, story there with some cool drone footage of the campus, et cetera. So do spend time getting that sort of video nailed down, right? Like that, make sure that there's enough variance in that video, right? So enough unique shots or uh, enough sort of unique aspects that your uh, unique stories that you're telling through that couple minute video so that you can chop it up later again for social promotions, et cetera. But do spend the time and energy and, and, and cash it takes to invest in a good brand or program overview video. But then what I would do is I would hire a student worker uh, to storyboard 20 to 30, you know, the number is, is not super relevant, but a fair chunk of Instagram stories that you can use over the fall recruitment cycle. So that what this would look like is saying, hey, our goal, right, help bring the student into your goals. What is your goal for fall recruitment, right? Like, oh, hey, you know, we've identified, we just went through this whole new brand campaign. We've identified that these are our three, you know, new unique value propositions that we really want to make sure that this next class understands and, and then work with the student worker to say, okay, how do we use Instagram? How do we use Snapchat as a storytelling vehicle through which we can uh, dis we can take these UVPs, these 30,000 foot UVPs and make them a little bit more accessible and exciting to prospective students. I guarantee that, you know, this approach, it, it'll surprise you. Some of the tactics, some of the strategies that folks can come up with. But like, I think that this will work so well for colleges and universities that actually spend time letting students create content. Again, the student can storyboard it. You don't have to agree with it. You can, you know, say no to half the pitches, but ha give them the opportunity and the creative space to say, hey, here's how I would architect 20 to 30 different Instagram stories over a a recruitment cycle. Uh, these are the themes that I would talk about. The, this is sort of the, the way that I would structure the flow of the story, et cetera. These are the kinds of things that I, I profile. And again, that is basically equivalent to doing tons of market research to try and understand, right, what do students actually care about? Forget that. Save, save your time and money there. And instead, hire a student or hire a team of students if you can afford it. Uh, pay them, you know, whatever your your going your going rate is for for student workers, and then have them just go to town and and be creative. So that's idea number two, um, and then idea number three is to use versions of the video as hero banner content on secondary and tertiary and secondary and tertiary content offers throughout your email. So again, a lot of the times schools spend tons of time and energy and money creating these brand videos, and then they sit right. Uh, via a YouTube embed link or, you know, a Vimeo link or whatever it is on one of your website pages. Maybe it's on your homepage. Maybe it's on a program specific page. If it's a program specific video, whatever it might be, but use that, that video is like gold, right? And what you should be thinking about as a marketer is how do I take this two to three minute video and get 10 to 15 different versions of this video that I can use for a six second, you know, pre-roll ad for a YouTube campaign, or that I can use for a 15 second Facebook campaign or a 10 second, you know, um, Instagram story video ad campaign. Think about how to take that existing content, right, that you have, that that core asset and chop it up accordingly. Um, and then final, finally, like I think 
in terms of like economy of scale here and in terms of, again, getting more bang for your buck, the, this sort of approach enables you uh, the the if if you're not if you're in admissions and if you're not working on the actual execution of these campaigns, it enables you to give your marketing team like solid creative that you're excited about that you do feel like aligns with w- what your recruitment goals are for the year. It gives you the ability to take that video again, take these chopped up assets and say, hey, marketing. This is the kind of campaign that I want to run for recruitment purposes. Like this is this is the look and feel I'm going for. This is like the copy and uh, language that I'm looking for, et cetera. Having these creative assets will one, save them a lot of time and two, ensure that you get what you want as an enrollment manager. So that's for folks who are in that 15 to 20K budget. Um, I'm jumping, I'll jump to the 50K to 100K plus budgets and in, um, and then Nimiki, you can comment on everything. So if you've got a lot of cash to spend on video, okay, what you really should be thinking about, right? And what I think would be super powerful is to beyond investing in that program or brand video, depending on your, uh, depending on sort of your situation, I would work on a really cool video series um, that uh, really two video series, one that might feature your mascot. If you're again, if you're going after that core undergrad audience, find a way to take your mascot and tell a, you know, four to six to maybe eight part uh, uh, story using using that mascot. Um, I think Butler and um, and BYU have both done this really well. Um, so that and there are several other examples, but find ways to uh, be fun, be creative, be engaging by using your mascot as sort of like, you know, the hero in this story, the hero of the uh, college admissions process. And, you know, use whether that's having the the mascot, right, like work their way through an application or having that the mascot, right, touring campus or having the mascot talking to an admissions counselor or reviewing a financial aid offer, whatever it might be, use the mascot as an opportunity to be fun, be silly, be sort of like dynamic and send those videos out, right, during key moments in the fall as students are, uh, you know, meeting and, and really encountering each of these deadlines, right, or each of these steps in the in the enrollment process. And similarly, you know, you could forget the whole mascot thing. You could do this in conjunction with the mascot uh, approach, but, you know, create a three to four video series of, you know, uh, how I looked for scholarships or, or what I wish I knew and feature your current students, right? Uh, ideally sort of like current freshmen and say, hey, you were ju- you were in the same position that these seniors, um, these juniors, right, were in uh, a couple years ago. What are the things that you wish you had known before starting college? Or, hey, how did you go about looking for scholarship? Let's let's create a video of like, literally, like, what did you do? Where did you start? Uh, what resources were most helpful? What resources weren't that helpful, right? Like, what advice did you get that was really, really good? What advice did you get that was maybe not so good, right? And use this content to come up with a, you know, three to four to five video series um, showcasing sort of um, these different perspectives on how to think about the college admissions process. And then finally, I think if you've got cash to spend here, um, you should, in addition to uh, these uh, these other ideas, hire multiple student workers to come in and do the whole storyboarding thing when it comes to your Instagram, Snapchat stories. And again, you could, you could do this for your actual Instagram and Snapchat posts as well. Um, but I think that, again, stories are what 
where all the engagement is happening right now. So get folks to help with the storyboarding there. Um, and then also, what I think would be really cool to do if you, again, have the resources, you have the time, and you really want to test sort of the power of video, develop a video-only communications flow and test that, like A-B test that against your other email conflows, right? And so what do I mean by that? I mean, maybe outside of the headline and maybe a call to action, the, the offer in the, the email that you'll send is just a video. So all the context, right, that... Um, that the B version, which is the traditional Conflow has, is baked into the A version's video, if that makes sense. So what does it look like to, again, take a video-first approach to communications or a video-first approach to your search campaigns and, you know, A-B test that against sort of a more traditional approach? All right, that was a lot. Um, I'll shut up now, Mickey, and and get your thoughts on all this. I think it's great. Um, I've got a few comments I want to add in and, and start maybe talking a little bit about how we use more of it in, in recruitment for the admissions team. Um, I, I liked a lot of those ideas. I think you also shared some, some good tools that people should be looking at. Obviously there are a lot of them out there. Yeah. Uh, and, and all it takes is doing a general search and you can find that, you know, and I know we were talking earlier, one of the barriers that people have is this intimidation factor, but, but keep in mind, or, or, or not necessarily intimidation as much as maybe what it will, I, you know, to manage this long-term, how are we going to, you know, do that? But I always say, keep in mind, you know, most at least traditional admissions offices um, have a bank of student callers. Yeah. At some point in time, they did not have that. You had to create that uh, and build it. And now you maintain, I don't know how many people are in constantly coming in and out of your student, you know, students coming into the office to assist in, in phone calls and in determining who's going to be called and when we're going to call. Mm. All of that had to be done and now it's being managed. So that was feasible. This video is, is a component like that. So we know it can be done. We know that it is feasible. It might be a bit of a hurdle to get up and running, but so was that phone um, bank that you created years ago. Uh, and I think it was, or it is considered successful or you wouldn't keep it. Hmm. So I, you know, I wanna keep that in mind as we go through this. So, you know, I, I talked a little bit about when I jumped in a few minutes ago about, you know, connecting that that video and being sure that you had your recruitment team trained. You know, I think not just for what may have been delivered, but your entire video library, any of that content that's going to be distributed. I want all of the recruitment staff that can be admission counselors. It can be the student workers. It can be other staff that are answering calls and engaging with the prospective students. They need to know all of that content. Uh, especially, and, and I like to have a subset of my library that is not just out there on the web or in social that we use specifically for recruitment. Mm. Um, so it's not behind a gated wall, but it might be on your landing pages or somewhere else specifically so that when they're talking and engaging with a student, when a student brings up something that might be related to any of that content, then you can follow up and send that student that content. Something that you're doing connecting just to them and I mean, and I don't mean just the meaning a one-to-one -one video. I just mean that, hey, we've got, you know what, we have this video um, about pick the topic. And I want to, I'm just going to follow up and send it to you for you to look at. And if you have the right technology, um, the system, your CRM technology will know when the student has watched the video. Yeah, yeah. It'll be logged in. If you have that technology and that happens, because we talk about automation a lot. What I like to do then, let's create an automated task or an automated message or text that goes out 
um, to that student and say, what did you think of that video? Was it helpful? Did you like it? You know, sometimes it's helpful is not the right word. You might want to say, did you like it? Wasn't that cool seeing, you know, Barney the mascot, da, 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 da. Um, or if you want to take it a step further, um, you could create a task to schedule a phone call about it. Just and, and you do that only if the student clicked and watched it. So it's taking that a step further and building the engagement and the relationship deeper between that prospect and your institution. That's important. Uh, and that's also one of those little extra steps that starts to set you uh, apart. We talk a lot about timing of messages, you know, right message to the right student at the right time. Well, you know, when you're having an activity like that, A, the system helps get that timing right. And it's getting the message to the right student right because we just delivered that link to the student. That student just clicked on it and watched it. And by the way, depending on what it is that you're sending, um, the technology may be able to tell you not just that the student clicked, but if it's a video or, or a PDF or PowerPoint, something along those lines, they could even show you how much time they spent on a PowerPoint slide in particular. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a powerful piece. Well, also, so just, if to, I, just to I, interrupt I, you I on that just, point, Mickey, go ahead. I also think like, especially again, depending on the, the time of year too, when, when folks are, when admissions counselors are, are struggling to figure out like, okay, hey, I have a limited time. I really got to move the needle. I need a, you know, a few more apps uh, to be completed here. Or I need, you know, 10 more deposits, that sort of Intel, right? Understanding like, oh, wow, like how many people are actively engaging with this content and the frequency, not just clicking through to the content, but like, oh, wow, this person watched this portion of the video four times, that can be the indicator that your team needs to go and target that person, to go and call them again, to go and send them that, you know, that, that That's follow up exactly text. exactly where I was going with that. So that if it's that portion of the video, say it was a, a financial explainer video. Um, and it, maybe that was a portion talking about um, finding scholarship deadlines. You know, the message then that goes to the student isn't to say, hey, I know you were looking at this. Uh, no, but it might be a student caller calling and say, hey, I'm just calling to talk about uh, our scholarships. Be sure you're aware of the deadlines and know how to find them. Um, did you have any questions on that? Boom. Uh, that's really connecting with the student. And you have that trigger set up to start that call the day after that fourth hit of that segment appears. Yeah. yeah. So that the timing is right. That's where we, when we talk about getting the time right, is having that type of data and that type of activity that helps trigger that. And maybe because that's on a particular topic, um, that doesn't go to a student, that goes to either financial aid or it goes to a mission counselor, someone that can talk more deeply about the topic so that we don't have to do a handoff when we do that follow-up. And so that key, that's the real key there. Um, when you think about other content, uh, ideas for content, if you're doing this self-starting, um, you know, depending upon your institution, again, this is a little bit more focused for traditional age students. Um, if you're a smaller institution or I don't know, division three, NAIA, maybe some even division two schools, um, you know, a school that uses admissions in recruitment of student um, athletes, uh, you know, that could be, you know, let's capture a short video of what's happening at practice or in the locker room at halftime and sharing that with the prospects for that particular team sport. You know, those, those types of things, that's giving you that inside look. That's where you get a good, real sense and feel for it. Maybe it's the mascot walking in to get that recording. I don't know. Um, you know, and we also have some schools, by the way, when you talk about using mascot, Zach, that will use the mascot or a newly created second mascot. Sometimes that's important um, for the institution to, if, you're, if you have a chat bot, you know, that is a mascot 
related type person a lot of times or just a friendly face, um, a cartoonish face, animated face, something along those lines, that would be a good way to extend that chatbot um, in bringing that person to life or that character to life to help answer questions. Totally, totally. We have some schools that won't want to use the, the institution's main mascot for that for that chat. Um, you know, for, for those with really big, um, um, you know, like a really big mascot, they don't want to just have, I don't know, Smokey, I think Smokey's the name of the University of Tennessee mascot. They don't want him on the chat button. Sure, um, sure. Smokey's doing other things. So, <clears throat> but having a second one, that that could be uh, a way to use that and embed that person and, and enhance that character's presence. Um, so, or uh, a good way to do a one-to-one style video. Well, not one-to-one, but a, a video that may be stock, but could be edited one-to-one uh, depending on your technology, or at least having a really good video that's released and shared for all your students as part of their acceptance. So instead of a letter, how about a video um, that's accompanied by a letter um, that would be, you know, welcome to the university, uh, a welcome from various important members. It could be the some members of the board, it could be the provost, the president, the dean, whomever, the admission counselor, whomever, uh, but just saying, hey, welcome aboard, welcome to the family. Uh, maybe even uh, if you wanted to go really far, if you've got a, a college counselor or two out there that you're connected with that are also alum of the institution, put them in it. A, it makes them feel special, uh, builds relationship even further with them. Uh, you know, things like that. That's that's what some ideas that you could do there. Um, we I've done this a couple of times. This could be used uh, potentially for some online students um, as well as uh, undergraduate students. But, you know, I had a university president one time say that uh, she wanted to help engage some of the prospects, you know, carve out mm. 30 minutes of her schedule for three straight weeks and let her go record personalized one-to-one videos, two-minute videos. You yeah. can get seven or eight of them knocked out in a 30-minute meeting. Uh, for certain students, your highest academic achievers or the students that you want the most. You talked about prospect scoring um, earlier, Zach, where you're scoring the interest of that prospect in you. You know, you might have a prospect scoring where you're looking at your institution's interest in that prospect. Have that as a delineator to say, well, who is the president going to do a video for? Well, they got to have a score of X or higher by this date, maybe. Um, you know, things like that. Um, where you can do that. You can, you can have the president do some, you can have Dean of certain schools or colleges within university do some of those uh, to, to say, Hey, we're looking forward to having you on campus, something like that. Just one of the key way uh, where you can do that uh, and get that delivered. Again, you can also track to see what they're watching. You can see if that's really effective and know whether or not you want to continue to each continue it each year when the president or Dean asks, well, was that really effective? Well, you know what? You recorded uh, 32 of those last year. I can tell you that 29 of those students clicked and watched that video. Um, that's effective in the world of marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I also think that, right. Like it's, it's also important to think about video in terms of like ad recall, right. It, it's, it's a lot of the same mechanics at work. So even if, even if sort of your prospect, your enrolled students, you only can associate you know, 40, 30, 50% or whatever them engaging with some sort of video content on their journey to enrollment. There's also just a lot to be said for like, well, Hey, you know, a lot of people, after they watch a particular video or after they hear about something, or even if they, even if it's something they're scrolling on social media and it's a more dynamic ad, right? It's a video ad and not an actual like, um, you know, video offer. What, what's really, really cool about that is you see trends, you, you can see upticks in like branded search 
right? If you, again, depending on the sort of the tools that you have access to and whether or not like, you know, you've got your Google search console integrated with your CRM, you can actually say, oh, wow, after we ran this video campaign, right? Yeah, we got thousands of people to watch this video. It's really hard to tell how many people who watch a video on social actually, right, enrolled. But, right, if you see an uptick in branded search term and in branded search traffic, after you know, uh, after launching that particular video campaign, that can also be an indicator of videos' impact on that population of students. So I think that that's also important to keep in mind here as well. Absolutely, and a couple other um, points I'll make before we wrap because I, I, I want to be cognizant of our time, um, I'm, especially given what I'm about to say. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, the. You, you, one of the way, one of the things I've seen used uh, pretty effectively, you know, explain your videos. I've seen that in multiple industries, including hair and higher education. Um, and I'm not going to pick on, I already referenced uh, financial aid. And I don't want to pick on them. It's not like that. I see them as being constant offenders. I just know that they're involved a lot in the prospective student process. But, you know, if we're, you, you could do an explainer video on, on financial aid. The key is it should not be an explainer video. Um, keeping these, the timing, I think you've referenced this, Zach, um, and I'm sure you've referenced this in, in more than just a single episode here, uh, but length of time is important. We're not looking to create this 20, 30 minute uh, video or an hour long video. These short segments are critical, um, but having those types of videos and breaking them up. And I, and I say that I, I've seen other departments come in, those who are not as focused or are thinking about recruitment or a quote unquote sales approach to this or marketing approach to this sure. uh, and, and, and just want to be as helpful as they can be and take and make their, their segments too long. But how do we break that up and use that um, as a way to engage folks? Um, and, and I'll say that for a couple of reasons. And the reason I referenced our show is I don't want this to be too long either. But, but you know, I, let's, let's be sure that, that it's breaking up and that you keep this fresh content. I would never use a video like this for more than two consecutive years. I, I would want to try to re-record them every year. Um, but, but I would create, you know, if you get buy-in on campus for something like this, you can get a student worker, an intern from your digital media group, potentially even, create a mobile studio. All you need is a decent camera, a microphone, and a light yeah. to get started. Uh, and you go to them to record um, and take it and say, let's just block out. We'll record this explainer video. Um, and you plan it out over a couple of meetings and then go record it. You know, And you can talk to the whole process in one recording and just break it up into segments. And you, that's the planning piece is how are we going to divide these segments up and just going over that. And the second thing and final thing I'll wrap on is, you know, what? When I used to talk a lot about email marketing, um, I, I used the reference of a 50-50 rule, uh, meaning that if you're putting together an email that you're going to, to distribute, um, you should spend as much time, however much time you spend writing that email, you should spend that same amount of time writing the subject line. Yeah, yeah. Because if people don't read that subject line and engage in enough and get interested to open the email, you just wasted all the time you spent writing the email. You want that the whole purpose of them engaging with the email is to open and read it. They don't click the subject line for the call to action. They click the subject line to read and to see the call to action. And if that subject line isn't relevant, doesn't engage them, excite them, interest them in any real way, then you've got a problem. Same thing um, here with your video content. I want to be sure that if, if you're using this content, that you have a strategy and plan of how you roll it out to make 
people want to open and click in and read it and distribute it. So that's where the timing is so important. The personalization is so important. Understanding someone's interest in the topic of that video. So you're not just blasting them with stuff, make it relevant. And if you are putting hours into creating video or thousands of dollars to have someone else put in hours to create video, then you're not thinking through how you roll that out training your team to understand what the library is and when that might be a good time to disseminate it or share something with a student. Thinking when you're going to release it in mass to a social post or through an email campaign. That, that If you're not doing that, you are setting yourself up for failure and under-met expectations. Amen. Amen. So, Amen. I'll pause there. Love it. That was that was super great, Mickey. And thank you all for for listening. Hopefully, this was helpful. As always, reach out to us. Let us know uh, if you're able to implement any of these ideas and what sort of success you might uh, have found while doing so. Or if you're doing other things in video and, and want to reach out and share them with us, please, as always, do so. We love feedback. Yes. If you've got some really cool, exciting things that we didn't talk about, let us know. That I would love to hear and see what schools are doing um, to expand on this and where they're finding the the leading edge of, of, of using video and recruitment and marketing. And thank you all for your patience as we went a little over today, but hopefully it was worth it. All right, Mickey, I think that that is a wrap. We will see Yes, folks we're next halfway week. done with summer sessions. Halfway done. That's Yes, that's three, right? We've got three more to go I believe to wrap so. up the summer. I believe so. Yeah, yep. I, so I, summer I have... one is ending today. Yes. Summer two starts next week. Love it. All right, folks, we'll see you later. Hey friends, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Fanatical Fridays with Mickey Baines. If you have an idea for a topic you think we should cover on this show or riff on, please feel free to reach out directly to me at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at enrollify.org, and I will bring it up with Mickey, and we will chat about it on an upcoming episode. So again, that's Zach, Z-A-C-H, at enrollify.org, and reach out if you have questions, comments, thoughts, ideas for things that we should be talking about. All right, guys, take care, and we'll see you next week.